Warning, this episode contains conversations on death and dying, a topic that can be sensitive to some. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 169 of the How She Did That Podcast. This is our first full-length episode of our summer series entitled How She Overcame. Now, if you didn't listen to the season intro episode that I recorded, definitely go do that because it'll give you a ton of insight and context for this season. Quick reminder before we get started, I'm hosting two upcoming live events and I'd love for you to attend both or either. The first one is the Call to Clarity Retreat happening in Colorado Springs, Colorado, September 21st through the 24th. This is for you no matter how long you've been in business, no matter what type of online business you have, and no matter your current revenue. It's an opportunity for women business owners to come together for a time for rest, reflection, and community. I promise you it's going to be an amazing time. Now, the other event that I'm hosting is my very first conference, Agency Live, and it's happening October 17th to the 19th in my town, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Because it's in my town, I get to do some pretty cool things, including having a morning hot air balloon ride for VIP ticket holders and hosting a pizza party and pool party at my house the last night of the conference for all the attendees. How awesome is that? Now that in-person events are back, I think it's really important that we get out and get back to creating relationship in real life. So I hope you'll grab your tickets for one or both events. You can get all of the information at TashaBooth.com forward slash events. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash E-V-E-N-T-S. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. My guest today is Elise Colson. Elise is a business mentor and coach for service providers who want to be creating consistent 5K months while only working 20 hours a week. She started her business in May 2018 as a virtual assistant and through many growing pains was able to create a sustainable business earning 5K or more consistently each month as a service provider. She now helps others do the same within their own business. Today, Elise is sharing the story of how she dealt with the passing of her brother after a battle with cancer. I want to thank Elise for her vulnerability in what I imagine was a difficult episode to record. So let's go ask Elise how she rebuilt her business after the death of her brother. Hey, Elise, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. How are you? I am doing well, Tasha. Thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to share today with what we're going to talk about and just like with you in general. You're such a lovely, bright, shining star. I love this. And one of the things I love about my podcast is I get to talk to people who I have known online for like years and never actually gotten a chance to talk to you. So that's my favorite part. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And like, you are somebody who is connected with like my very first mentor. And so I've been hearing about you from that capacity. And then 
One of my very first one-on-one coaching clients is uh, Kara Decker. And so, and we were like really close and accountability partners for a little while. So like, I know you and I'm very excited (laughs) to actually talk to you. I love this. So before we get started into the meat of it, can you tell us more about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Lise Colson and I am a business mentor and coach for service providers who want to create consistent 5k months while only working 20 hours a week. And a lot of my clients that I work with are actually moms because for us, for moms in general, like you're is already full Mm -hmm. and then you're going to add building a business on top of that and so like while everybody else wants to create this sustainable business with consistent income that's really nice to have as a mom like that's imperative to have or else we can't continue to like run our businesses so I'm very passionate about helping service providers build this business that they can rely on that creates consistent income for their families and doesn't require them to like be making a whole bunch of products or Mm -hmm. go into coaching if that's not the direction that they want to be heading. So it's been really great. I started out as a virtual assistant and then niched down into doing like content repurposing and really honing that whole skill set. And so that was really great. And then I knew that I was being called to something bigger and something Mm -hmm. more and to help other moms and other service providers see what that consistency can do for your life and for your business. Mm -hmm. So that's been really fun. And when I'm not running my business and living this really sweet time and location freedom life, I have three little kids who are six, five, and two. Wow. Very busy. Yeah. (laughs) You are busy. (laughs) Very busy. And, uh, and so we live in Denver, Colorado, and we love to like be outside and run around and go ride bikes and go hiking. And, um, my husband is a transplant from Kansas city. And so he also very much enjoys going and being outside. So I I love that. Thank you for that. That's awesome. And I love the fact that you're specifically supporting moms, because I know that so many women, like the majority of the women inside of any of my programs have kids. And one of the things is like, they're always shooting on themselves, as I like to say, right? Like, oh, I should be able to. And I'm like, what you can do as a mom with one or two or three or seven (laughs) kids. I think that's the the most I've ever had, you know, in terms of uh, coaching clients is not the same as somebody who is single has no kids, has a dog, you know, that's the only thing that they have to take care of. And so we can't compare. It's not an apples to apples comparison at all. So really thinking in terms of what do you want this to look like? What is your capacity right now versus what your capacity may be when your kids are in high school or, you know, that sort of thing. Sure. For sure. I've had like a couple of my clients and I have joked, especially the last couple of years, because I started my business about five years ago. And Mm -hmm. so right after I had my second child, my daughter. And so I had my third child while running a business, which was a whole nother level of like <laughs> yeah. overcoming things. But like, I would sit and talk to my clients and I was like, if I can run my business with all of these crazy people running around and like having no care or at all for what I'm trying to get done, right. like <laughs> imagine what's going to happen when they're all in school and I have yeah. all this like free time. <laughs> 
Love it. Love it. So uh, let's transition to our topic today. So we are talking this whole theme for this season of the How She Did That podcast is all about how she overcame. And so I just really wanted to hear the stories of women who overcame something in their lives or, you know, had something small, medium or large that happened to them that affected not just their personal lives, but also their business lives. Because we know as much as, you know, people try to talk about work-life balance, those sorts of things. I, I really like the, the phrase of work-life harmony more than that, because that there's no way to separate the two, right? They bleed into each other, especially having an online business. Well, and one of the things that I talk to my clients about all the time is like, when you have stuff happening in your life, the beauty of building this like sustainable business is that you don't have to pour as much energy into it and it's Mm -hmm. not going to completely fall apart. You can focus more of your energy in the direction that it needs to be headed. And so unfortunately, fortunately, I had the opportunity to then experience all of that um, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year, my brother who was 26, I believe, um, passed away. He had had melanoma cancer for about six and a half years. And the last year of his life was really, really tumultuous and very stressful for all of us. And so part of what we had been dealing with up to him passing away um, at the beginning of May was he he really needed more support and more help from the rest of my family. And the beautiful thing about building the business that I've built and having that location freedom and having a flexible schedule is that I was able to give more of myself to my family and be available to help and support them, which was such a beautiful blessing for me. Not only did I get to like spend more time with him before he passed away, but I was also able to take some of that stress off of the other people who were also just like feeling it. Like the hard part about having somebody in your life who is going through something like cancer is that you actually start grieving before they pass away. Like you start thinking about all of the things that they can no longer do and that they're just like not themselves anymore. And that in itself is incredibly stressful and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get to the point where they do finally pass away. And it's like, (laughs) there's a whole new level Mm -hmm. of, of grief and just like sadness. And then like feeling the need to then support each other as well. And so I thankfully, I think one of the biggest reasons why I was continuing being able to continue to run my business and still deal with this incredibly impactful personal situation is over the last, at the time, four years that I'd been building my business, I'd also been building really strong relationships, Mm -hmm. not just with my clients, but then with other people in my network. And so I didn't feel so alone. And I felt like there were people around me who would be willing to pick me back up. Mm. And, and that's like, my business was not this have to do over the course of, of the last year. It was like the shining spotlight of the thing that I wanted to pour into because I could see the impact and I could see the joy that it was bringing people in their lives. And so 
I was able to really talk to and communicate with both my coaching clients, freelancing clients about just like needing some time and some space. Mm -hmm. And it started even the week before he passed away because he was in hospice and I wanted to be there to support my family and um, his friends and that sort of thing. And so, I I mean, and there was no, it wasn't even a question. Like nobody seemed burdened. Nobody seemed upset that I wasn't going to be there to support them over the next week or so right? or two weeks or however long I felt like I needed. And it was almost that grace that allowed me to come back even sooner than I had ever anticipated. Mm -hmm. Because when we first got the news that like, look, this is like probably the end. This Mm -hmm. is the last, however much time I was terrified. I was so worried that it was going to debilitate me to the point where I wasn't like, I didn't know how long it was going to take me to recover from all of this. And I think because of the relationships that I had built and and the amount of grace and gratitude that I have for all of them, I was able to get back into it sooner because I didn't feel like I had to. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think also, and I wonder, I guess also if, because you knew that your clients saw you as not just like a provider or like a coach for them, but also were seeing you as a whole person, like they became a support system that even as you were going back into things, like, for sure. you know, it, it wasn't just like, oh, I have to go back to work, you know, kind of thing. Absolutely. It was, it was that they, yeah. 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 It was, it was such a beautiful, it was like excitement. I get mm-hmm. to go see my group coaching students and every mm-hmm. single one of them, I still have some of them who on a regular basis are like checking in with me and saying like, Hey, how are you doing? Not like the superficial, how are you Mm -hmm. doing? And like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Whatever. But like, actually, how are you doing? How can I support you? Um, Even though like they're paying me to support them. Like, (laughs) and so I think there's just so much beauty in continuing to build relationships and to showing up and being somebody that people can rely on because then when you need it, to get through something tough, something that is incredibly impactful, those people are going to be more than willing to be there for you too. Mm -hmm. I would love to know how in, in that time you gave yourself space for grief, because we all know that grief is not linear and it like shows up at the weirdest times when we're like, I thought I dealt with this part of like the grieving stages and now I'm like feeling this thing or whatever. So how did you give yourself that space while still running things and going back to business? Well, and what's really interesting, I'm still continuing to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Like I will be dealing with this grief for years upon years upon years. Mm -hmm. And we're just now getting to the point where like, I don't think about it on a daily basis. And that, that like feels good to move into that space, but you're right. Like it's the most random things that'll hit you and you're like, oh, cool not over it. Yeah. Just going to like have a whole <laughs> yep. meltdown. That's fine. Um, I am very much an introvert. And so I require lots of like space and mm-hmm. time to myself. And honestly, the, the business part was not the hardest part in order to like process and move through my grief. It was actually having three little kids who are like, but mom, everything's yeah. fine. And like my oldest 
understands that my brother is gone and he's not mm-hmm. here anymore. But the other two, like no concept of what's right. happening. Um, and so that was actually harder in a, when I had moments and still have moments of like that, like wave of grief that comes over to not just like completely fall into a puddle and like not be able to function anymore. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that I do though, is when I do have that wave, when I do feel that grief coming on, I let myself feel it. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard. It's so hard like for people to like, look at you like you're crazy. Cause you're just like crying in right. your car. And it's like, <laughs> we're just in a moment. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I think that is one of the biggest things that allowed me to move and continue to move through my grief is the fact that I don't ball it up. I don't try and like push it away. I allow myself to feel those really uncomfortable feelings and then I move through it so much faster because I'm not like pushing it down, pushing it down and then having it explode. Mm -hmm. So that, that I think has been really, really helpful. Um, I also didn't give myself a timeline Mm -hmm. for like when I needed to be back on. It was like when I feel up for it and I know that I can trust myself and I can check in with myself and ask myself what it is that I need in that moment. And if the thing that I need is to take a day and just decompress, then I give myself that day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I love everything that you said, because I think like, I'm a person who doesn't really enjoy feeling things deeply. Like I can analyze the things, but I don't want to feel them. Um, so I've been working really hard on that in both just general life and in, you know, times of grief, especially, um, because you're so right. If you don't deal with it, you think you've dealt with it by like stuffing it away. And then it's like, oh no, the closet's full. <laughs> the closet like implodes. Oh, right? <laughs> and then you end up like yelling at people. Yes. Like, this is not even what it's about. Like, right. I haven't dealt with the thing over here that I wasn't dealing with. Right. Right. It's totally, it's like, where is this coming from? And you're like, this is not even about, it's not about <laughs> so like true. the shoe or the, you know. <laughs> oh, thank you for all of that. So my last question for you is actually, I have two questions. What did you learn about yourself during this time? Because I think like, like there are, one of the things that you said was like, I can trust myself. And I love that in terms of you knowing that about yourself. Was there anything that you learned about yourself? I think one of the biggest things that I learned in general, and then pulled it back into sort of a reflection on like this, this part of my life, um, it was very, very evident while sitting in hospice, like my brother had like 30 friends come and mm-hmm. visit him. Now, granted, he's mm-hmm. 20, he was 26. And so like, you still have all of those connections, but he was always really great about building really honest and true connections and caring about people for real. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's the thing that matters when your life is over. It's not going to matter how much money you made. It's not going to matter. Like, what house you lived in or what cars you drove or any of that stuff. It's going to be like the people that you impacted and the people whose lives you got to be part of. And so it was really a reflection for me on how have I been interacting and showing up for people, not even so much in my business. I feel like I do a fairly decent job in my business, but more in my personal life. Like, Mm -hmm. am I really building honest, true connections with people? 
that like my kids interact with and their parents and our neighbors and like, am I honestly truly caring for people? And so that is something that I have been working on probably pretty diligently for the last year is just to like continue to pour into people and not just automatically jump to conclusions about like who somebody might be or who they're not Mm. based on whatever information I currently have. Like, how can I help these people and know and make them feel seen? Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, This wasn't my, this wasn't the question that I was going to ask last, but it just entered my heart. So I'm going to ask it. Can you tell us a little bit about your brother? Like, I would just Mm. love to know more about him. Yes. So it's so funny when people pass away, like the thing that you, the things that you remember are always like the really like beautiful and fun parts about them. But like, Mm. he really was just this like kind and endearing soul. He was the kind of kid who like held the door for people every single time that he was in a group and said, thank you. And please like constantly. And I used to joke with my parents that like I raised him. He's seven years, he was seven years younger than I am. And so like, I'm the one that taught him all his manners. And so Mm -hmm. like, no wonder he says, please and thank you. Like, (laughs) it's just funny, but he, I mean, he loved sports. He went to the university of Wisconsin and just like loved to go to football games. And he was an incredible athlete. I mean, for the first five years that he had cancer, like you would not have known that he had cancer. He was like the most fit and in shape person that you had ever seen and like doing basketball and, and, um, he ran like a half marathon, like a year and a half before he passed away. Like he was just, that was the stuff he enjoyed doing. And he was very laid back and just like, he was the kid that everybody wants to hang out with Mm -hmm. and be friends with. Which was really annoying for me because I was like, bro, (laughs) (laughs) I want to be that cool, but I was never that cool. (laughs) And and that was kind of the way that he lived his life. He was Mm -hmm. just very like mellow. Things didn't really ruffle his feathers. He had to work at things. And so he appreciated the hard work, Mm -hmm. but things were not so difficult that he like gave up really easily and just like a really kind, fun human. Mm Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And I know that sometimes when we lose people, the world around us keeps going and people forget to keep checking in and like asking those questions about the loved ones that we lost. So I want to make sure that we're honoring the person as well. So absolutely. Um, I mean, I heard Brene Brown say this a couple of years ago, but she was, she was talking about this group that she had studied and it was parents who had lost a child, like mm-hmm. a, a small child. And, um, she was saying that they would say how wonderful it was when other people would talk about their kids, because then it allowed them to talk about the person that they had lost. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so true. Like, I don't want people to ever feel bad about talking about and sharing things about their brothers and their siblings because mm. somehow I lost one of mine. Like I still have another brother as well. And so like, it's just nice to have that and to share memories with each other. Um, 
because that that keeps him alive and yeah. keeps his spirit and that's what makes it not so hard. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and, and for sharing. And I know that it's probably not easy, but at the same time, I hope that it's, it's helpful for you. And I know that it's going to be helpful for the people listening, because I just, I think the important thing about this series was to realize that we're not just business owners. We are people living very hard lives sometimes and going through things that like people may not even know that we're experiencing in the moment. Um, and I think like just remembering that somebody is fighting a battle that you know nothing about and giving people grace and the benefit of the doubt in those moments. So I appreciate you. Thank you yeah. so much for having me and allowing me to talk about it because I think that's the other thing. We think if anything bad happens that somehow our business can't keep running and, mm -hmm. and that's just not true. Like mm -hmm. you, you get to continue to be a business owner and get to continue to do the things that make you happy. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Where can we find you in the world? Where do you hang out online? Totally. So I do have a Facebook group, um, the consistent 5k collective, um, for service providers, and I believe I gave you guys the link mm -hmm. for that. And yeah, so and it'll all be the in the link. show notes. Yeah. Cool. And then um, over on Instagram, it's Elise underscore Colson underscore. And so those are the two best places for us to connect. And I mean, if you have experienced something similar, of course, I would love to hear it and, and help support you. And I'm open for any and all questions that anybody could possibly have about working through that and continuing to like live and mm -hmm and do things that you feel like on the outside feel impossible. And yet when you're in it, like you actually can keep doing it. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you, Elise, once again, and thank you for your time. Thank you so much. This is great. Thanks for listening. Before you go, be sure to head over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and learn more about my upcoming programs, masterclasses, and live events. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe. Until next time.